0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And Lisa Cope is with us on the line today because Lisa, I got your email and you're stranded in Germany. What's the situation, Lisa? Well, it, like to be honest,
1: what happened this weekend to us has been so shocking. We're still not recovered. I feel like I've got PTSD from the, the trip over to Germany. We were supposed to fly on Friday We got to the airport, there was nothing on the screens, there was no updates, no gates, nothing. The airport was in chaos on Friday, I'm sure you've heard. We thought if we get out of here, we're going to be really lucky. We could only get a gate via our Ryanair. app. We got up to the gate, my husband got a notification on the app saying flight cancelled. So we went back to the booking desk. People had been in the queue for six or seven hours. We've two small children with us. They've both been sick this week. We just thought we can't stay here all night. People were kind of helping us to bump up, like the staff were trying to get us up quicker, you know, along with kind of anyone who's disabled or elderly. Mm finally got up and they just said sorry nothing we can do next flight next flight to hamburg is on sunday we were flying over for the christmas markets and to see friends we hadn't seen in five years so we were very upset obviously kids very upset and just said okay we'll we'll rebook for sunday they wouldn't let us change the monday flight so we had to pay for new flights for the wednesday and we just thought you know what if we can salvage something from the weekend let's just do it and suck up the cost of so we went back to the airport on Sunday for the new flight. The new flight was supposed to be at six o'clock. Again, the airport was just in chaos. They kept moving the gate. Everyone's gate was moving like five, six, seven times. We were at our gate and then we saw our plane come in and land. And we thought, OK, great, we're going to get on the plane soon. Then they changed that gate to the Berlin flight. And someone who has a lot of experience in this told us that they're doing this. They're moving all the planes around so that they can avoid paying the three-hour delay compensation. So we were moved to probably our seventh gate in an hour. And then eventually, maybe we were two hours late. at this point, the plane landed. They said, right, you're going to get on the plane soon. We were like, OK, great, we're going to get there. Got on the plane. Pilot came on and said, OK, you know, we're waiting for the de-icing vehicle. We're fifth in the queue. You know, as soon as we get the ice, we'll be on our way. That was probably another 45 minute wait. And I think we were at about nine o'clock at this stage. So we were past the three hour delay. So we thought, well, you know, at least they're going to have to compensate us for the yeah. delay. And then the air hostess came on and said, um, really sorry, by the time we get to Germany, Hamburg airport is going to be closed. So we're going to have to divert you to Hanover, which is two and a half hours away by bus. So everyone was freaking out and jumping up. Was loads of people had small children They're, You know, what, what are we supposed to do in Hanover? And she said, don't worry, there'll be a bus. There'll be a bus in Hanover. It will be able to take you to Hamburg. And people were saying, OK, it's going to be that two and a half hours, people that were German, that knew, you know, the roads and systems. Knew and the
0: story, yeah. So,
1: yeah, so we didn't know what to do. Should we get off? I mean, this is this same trip we had planned last year and we lost our money because our daughter's passport never arrived. I don't know whether you remember all the stuff last year. with yeah, the passport off. yeah. So we, you know, we just we, we thought, like, should we just get off and like just say goodbye to the trip or should we just push on, you know, catch up on sleep tomorrow? So eventually we decided, okay, let's just do it. Like, it's going to be a horrible experience. We're probably not going to get to Hamburg till one o'clock in the morning, but let's just do it. So lots of tears, lots of people very upset. plane took off for Hanover. Landed in Hanover at about 12.45 a.m. We came out of the terminal It's a small airport. Everyone is standing around saying, okay, what do we do now? Where's the bus? Where's the Ryanair person? Where's the airport person? There was nobody on the ground. Everyone's walking in and out of the terminal. It's minus five degrees, one o'clock in the morning. Where's the bus? Where's the bus? And then eventually a German couple grabbed us. They saw we had kids and they said, do you hear the announcement on the speaker? And we said, no, we don't know what it means. And it, it said, everyone who's just arrived from Dublin, you need to make your own way to Hamburg. And we we were just like what like it's, it's one a.m. There's no buses, there's no trains. How do we get to Hamburg? I, I, everyone was just white when they realised there was nobody there, there was nobody to ask, there was no information desk, and people who were German were calling friends and families to come and pick them up. But you know we didn't have that option. We got yeah. in the we got in the taxi rank and with everybody else and we're asking the taxi drivers how much is it to Hamburg and everyone four hundred euro, four hundred euro, and we were just like you can't be serious, you can't actually how could they have stranded us Two and a half hours from our destination with no help, no advice, no, okay. go pay the 400 euro in the taxi and we'll reimburse you. Nothing.
0: And sorry, Lisa, in the middle of all of this, was there any communication from the airline? Like, you know, advice on what to do or about compensation or, you know, pay and we'll refund you. Nothing?
1: Nothing. Nobody. Nobody to be seen either from Hanover Airport or from Ryanair. People were trying to go back in through security to try and find somebody. You can't get back in. There was a lot of people there who were younger who didn't have €400 Euro, who were going to sleep in the airport until the first train the next morning. We're standing outside with a two-year-old and a six-year-old at 1am and we're looking at each other saying, we, we can't sleep in the airport. Like It's freezing. What the hell are we going to do? And everyone wasted half an hour in that queue in pure panic. Like, nobody could could believe they were going to have to pay 400 euros to get to our de- destination. And eventually after people just said, we're just going to have to do it. We're just going to have to do it. And people were trying to buddy up. But, like, we're a family of four. We couldn't buddy up with anybody. So after literally 30 minutes of standing, like, absolute panic, everybody outside, we all started just getting in the taxis and just hoping to God that Ryanair are going to reimburse us for it. But, you know, we didn't get to our hotels at 3 o'clock. I couldn't sleep till 5 o'clock. I was so upset and so wound up. And the kids were coughing their lungs up because they've had a virus this week and you know it's usually worse at night time as any parent will tell you and I just couldn't believe they put us through that and like I said no information no you know just go and do it we will look after you like 400 euro out of your bank account two mm-hmm. weeks before Christmas is not something Absolutely. anyone wants to be dealing with uh,
0: So what's the overall additional cost you might be asking Lisa of this trip?
1: Well we lost Nice accommodation, which is maybe €250. Euro. We've paid for new flights, which is another €130 euro for today, um, €400 euro on a taxi, so we're probably up at around €700. Euro. And I just know that we're going to have to fight tooth and nail with Ryanair to get any of that money back, because they're going to blame an extraordinary weather event. And I and don't look, understand w- how minus one is an extraordinary weather event.
0: Uh, well, and, and look, even if we leave the weather, you know, to one side for the moment, your point is it's actually, it's it's the whole Communication around this, and and had the bus have been there, do you know what I mean? Like that, on the far end, it wouldn't be anywhere near as bad. Like it's it's just it's the handling of it.
1: But I like I just feel like we let Ryanair away with so much mistreatment of customers in this country because oh they're the budget airline and we're all desensitized to how they treat people. But I just feel like this can't be legal to dump people two and a half hours from the destination in the middle of the night in minus temperatures, whether you've kids or you're elderly. It shouldn't matter. You know how are we letting them away with this? This should this should be going to court. I think there should be okay. a group of us banding together and taking you know a court case well, against them. There is it's like just there's, there's you can't do this. There's there's,
0: there's, there's definitely you know um, rights out there for people on you know on and I know there's certain time limits around whether you qualify and and all of that kind of stuff. Just have you heard anything back from Ryanair about this now so far?
1: Nothing. We got one email back. We got one email from them in the middle of the night saying. Sorry, your flight had to be diverted. You know, we we do everything we can to avoid these situations. You know, safe trip. That was it, like an automated email. There was nothing about compensation. We're so sorry we didn't have any transport for you. We're so sorry we didn't tell you what to do. You know, we didn't reassure you you were going to be compensated. Because those people that slept in the airport, if they had known they were going to get that €400 back, they probably would have gotten a taxi. Mm. But they were so worried that, you know, they would have to ring probably parents or... They were worried they weren't going to get it back.
0: We we we've um we've contacted uh, the airline. We've got on to Ryanair about this, Lisa, to see if we can get any clarification or details or advice for you on your situation. Mm. We haven't heard anything back yet at the minute. Uh, that's not to say that we won't before the end of the show. Um, if there's anyone in Ryanair listening, we'd love to talk to you today about this. You can get us in the email lunchtime live at newstalk dot com. But look, I understand, Lisa. It's just the whole good out of this trip and meeting friends. You know, it's. Like it, it just takes the whole good out of it
1: Three days over, and I, I'm I love we love travelling, and it's I've such fear now that going back to the airport over what happened to us. You just you'd never think that somebody could do that to you. You know, you're entrusting them to take you somewhere, and to just dump you like in a completely different city with no help in the middle of the night is just appalling beyond so, belief.
0: So when is the next flight?
1: The next flight is tonight and we're so worried we're not going to get back again and it's going to be a case of having to go back, find another hotel because there's no point in queuing at the ticket desks in the airport because, you know, like I said, on, on Friday night in Dublin Airport there was probably 400 people queuing for three agents and people had been in that queue for six or seven hours. How can you stand there? Like, there was people that were diabetic that needed medical attention. One guy was starting to shake. There was old people that didn't even have a seat for them to sit on. Like, the, the people are just treated with such disdain by by staff and we felt like that on the aeroplane it was kind of like stop complaining like what do you want us to do about it and you know they they said like please nobody be aggressive because they're obviously so used to people being so angry at the treatment and then taking it out on the staff which obviously it's not the staff's fault but like no
0: no, it's not. They're on look, the, yeah, it's, they're not very
1: caring, you know. They're not very understanding, and like, here's your information. Like, let's try and get everyone to the right place safely.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. Well,
1: well, you were 18 and you'd landed in that airport on your own, and, you know, it, it's not a safe position to put people in.
0: Okay, well, look, we'll, we'll, as I said, if we get information, we'll, we'll certainly bring it to you. Um, I hope the flight goes now this evening, Lisa, and you've, you know, you've, you've no further hassle. I've just, I won't even tell you what the weather conditions and the latest warning and advice from Met Aaron is this afternoon, um, but look, I hope you you get back all right. I want to bring in Sarah too, Lisa. Um, Sarah's on the line as well. Sarah, you were affected by flight disruptions as well.
2: I was, yeah. Hi, how are you? Now, my ahead. my story's not half as dramatic as Lisa's. Um, I flew out to Liverpool on Friday for a funeral, so I was flying out and flying back in the same day. Wasn't staying over because I'm a primary carer for my dad at home. Um, got to Liverpool Airport on Friday evening and The previous flight to Dublin had already been delayed by about four hours. My flight was due to fly out at about a quarter to eight, and at around about a quarter to seven, they were just delayed estimated departure time, estimated departure time, estimated departure time, and that kept changing about every 20 minutes. And I'd say at about half ten, the flight that was due to go before us, there was rumours that it was going to be cancelled. So it was cancelled, and everybody was told to go downstairs to a gate downstairs where they would get information. So everybody from that flight went down. Then the gate for our flight was put up on the board, so everybody was delighted that at least we were getting out. And some of the people from the earlier flight were going to try and get on our flight, mm. so we all went down to the gate, and then 10 minutes later, we were told our flight was cancelled as well. So there was hundreds of people down hearing an announcement from a poor girl who didn't even work for Ryanair telling us all your flight is being cancelled. You'll get an email, rebook flights um, free of charge or pay and be reimbursed. But she was basically saying to us, we can do it for you, but there's no point staying here because if you do, you're going to be here for hours because there was hundreds of us. And we were the only flight going out that evening. So it was all people going back to Dublin. And I would imagine the staff in the airport were anxious to just get home. So I went up and spoke to her myself and I said, listen, I haven't got my email yet, but I'm looking at the flights out of Liverpool tomorrow. There's one flight at 11.30 tomorrow evening, it's almost full. I said, I don't really have the money to pay for another flight, what should I do? Well, if you want to come up to the desk, like, we can do it for you, but you will be here for hours. Like, she just kept reiterating, you will be here for hours. There were people who'd been shipped in from Manchester, because their flight from Manchester had been cancelled, so they had been bussed down to Liverpool. Their flight was cancelled. They were all being told, "Just get taxis; you'll be reimbursed." But we all know that, like, w- w- like I've put my claim into Ryanair, but I know I'm going to have to fight to get that money back. So basically, what I did was I booked a flight out of Manchester the following day. Now I had been speaking to a couple from Liverpool in mm. the airport for most of the evening. He was Irish and she was English, and they had said to me, "If your flight is cancelled, you can come home with us." I oh, did they? And at no point did I feel unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone was like, like, "Oh my God!" What have they terrorist? been serious? Killers. But... I literally walked out of the air- like they had the back door of the airport open encouraging people to leave. Um, so we walked out the back of the airport as I was walking to their car. I booked a flight out of <laughs> Manchester the next day, <laughs> got into their car. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in a car with strange people and went home with them. Now, they put me up for the night the following morning. They brought me to the train station, made sure I got on a train so that I could go to Manchester and said, if the trains aren't running, like we'll bring you to Manchester Airport because it was snowing at that stage in Liverpool got to Manchester Airport and complete chaos in Manchester Airport and flights to Dublin being cancelled again. So I just sat there. My flight was to go at 12 o'clock. I sat there and um, 12 o'clock came and went. We finally got on the plane, mm. I'd say, at about 4 o'clock. We sat on the plane until 6 o'clock and I got home at 8 o'clock on Saturday evening. But, like, I had to pay for my own flight. I was lucky enough that somebody put me up so I didn't have to pay for a hotel. I met lots of people in, the, in Manchester Airport who had been on the previous flights from the day before, who'd all stayed in hotels. There was one girl who basically said, I got an Uber from Liverpool Airport to Manchester Airport, stayed in the hotel, booked the flight home. She was actually booked on the 8 o'clock flight the following morning, and it was cancelled, so she was put on my flight. Um, But it had cost her a 1,000 quid between hotels and Ubers, but she was mm. there on work, for work, so she just put it all on her company credit card. That wasn't, like, not everybody's able to do that. No, like, oh, no, I have sure. to get it home. I yeah. couldn't wait until half-eleven the following evening in the hope that that flight would get out there. I had to get home. I have a daughter, you know, I, I, I had a daughter who was at home by herself. She's 18, but she's only just 18. My dad relies on me. Mm. Like, and it's just, it was the whole, we can do it for you, but you're going to be here for hours encouraging you to leave and make your own way home.
0: Yeah, and And look, and I I understand, like, you know, there's only so much, I suppose, the airlines can do when it comes to the weather conditions and and how they react to that. But it always strikes me that it's the handling of it. It's actually just all people want is information. They just want to be told. For me,
2: it was, you know, just book a flight home. Like, it's two weeks before Christmas and there were people, like like Lisa, there were people there with young kids You know, 11 o'clock, people who were supposed to be flying out of Liverpool at half, three Mm -hmm. in the afternoon, it's 11 o'clock at night and they're being sent out into the night. You know, and I don't know if you've ever been in Liverpool Airport, there's not much around. No, it's not. There was no taxis. (laughs) Who You know, the buses, were the buses even still running at that stage? Actually, the signal in the the airport wasn't great, so it was hard to get onto the Internet. Their Wi-Fi was a bit rubbish. You know, like, it's just, for me, like, it was a complete disaster for me, but I was on my own. Like, it was just me. I only had myself to worry Hmm. about. You know, what if you had somebody elderly with you? It was just, and you literally were being told, there's the door, off you go, make your own way home. You know, that was it. And that's it. You know, complete chaos. For for a weather event, That was it really a weather event? Like, we get snow every year. But you know, you know we're, we're going, going to be talking about organized? that.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well, whether or not we totally overreact in this country um, to the weather conditions. But listen, before I let you go, Sarah, wasn't that incredible generosity of that couple? That it you know, was. I Isn't have that to say, no, everybody like? that
2: I've told the story to has said to me, were you not petrified? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. I'd been talking to this lady for a couple of hours. Her husband told me she he was from Beaumont. I kinda of felt he's
0: from Beaumont I'll be grand. Has to be sound, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just think that's remarkable. Like that that's such yeah. a great story. You'll dine out in that now yeah. for <laughs> for yeah. a long time, you know. But it's in it's just incredible the you know, how you can kind of cross paths with people and, and uh what came out you know, what came of it. what what's their names, out of curiosity? Do you want to give them a their names are Claire and Ronan McGrath? Yeah, well there's nice for, uh, for a for
2: and they were coming home for a family event Where which they?
0: they just couldn't come home yeah. for yet. Okay. Well yeah. listen, sir, I hope you, you get sorted. I Hope you get some um, response back from the airline. Lisa, as well, as I said, we've reached out to them. Uh, thanks a million to both of you for getting in touch with us today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking about people being stranded at the airports because of the weather. Mary is with us on the line. Mary, what's your experience?
3: Well, uh, last Friday morning we were uh, a group of retired nurses uh, with the Retired Nurses of Ireland Association and we have a trip, you know, once a year usually in December or whatever but we were going to the Christmas markets in um, in Bonn and we uh, had a Ryanair flight and we boarded the plane at about 10 past 7 because the price was
0: at uh, 7.25. In the morning and or evening, morning. Mary? Sorry? In the morning or in the evening?
3: Oh, in the morning. Yeah, in the okay. Morning. And then with the frost uh, and everything, they they said the plane had to be de-iced. And we could see de-icers, de-icing planes on the runway or on the tarmac. And we thought they are coming over to us. But anyway, the the pilot came on every now and again and said, you know, that we're in line, we're second in line, we're third in line or whatever. But eventually, the the pilot himself had to get out at about one o'clock in the afternoon to do a walk around and decided that it was good to go we could go good, good to go our plane was never de and it was actually the sun that de the plane now in the meantime we had uh, diabetics on board because one of our members is a diabetic mm. and um, we could get nothing to eat on the plane because the staff No, the staff were excellent I have to say yeah. but they said that they cannot sell anything they can only sell water if they're delayed like that, Which we could get no, uh, we could get no food on the plane.
0: And why, why is that? Do you, do you know, Mary? Or have I got well, there?
3: I think you see the cabin crew are not paid. They're only paid for when they're flying. You know, they're not paid for the five hours that they're waiting on the for us to uh, take off. Right. So they were they weren't being paid, so they couldn't serve the food.
0: So, but you're strand, you're on the flight from we're seven. on in the plane. You're you're in the, yeah, you're, you're sitting morning. in the plane in the seat from yes, se- whatever, yeah, half seven in the morning and we're now into 1pm lunchtime.
3: When after 1pm we eventually took off. But it was because the pilot got out and did a walk around. Mm. And he himself decided that we we were good to go.
0: Did you get but to Bonn all right?
3: Yes, it was bad, yeah. But now I have to say that it didn't uh, deter mm-hmm. us from having fun when we went to Bonn. Yeah,
0: you, you sort of mean you had you had a good time when you got there?
3: We had, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, the food part, because, as I said, we did have a diabetic. Now, you know, people on the, uh, our, some of our friends did have food, you know, to, um, to top him up. You know, because he was, he is a diabetic and he needs food regularly. You know, yeah. even small amounts, but he needs it. I you would know, have, and ta-
0: and I would have thought now. now, yeah, I have to say, look, maybe I've yeah. never people thought about, about it before, but I mean, I, I would have assumed that, in a case like that where the flight has been delayed for a number of hours that they might be able to, you know, s- sell yeah. something or whatever in a situation like that where you have somebody who's a diabetic on the flight? No,
3: no. no, Okay. No, as I said, okay. nothing against this staff, you know, the, the flight to... Crew. Ah,
0: no, should sure, yeah, They were absolutely excellent. Yeah. Staff.
3: And people on the plane now as well, you know, I mean, it, it was
0: an act of God, if you like, you know. Mm. The, the, well, that's, I know, that's the thing. And did, you got you got back all right or are you still in oh, we in did, Germany? Yes. Got back alright yesterday morning yes. yeah good stuff <laughs> at least the weather didn't didn't um uh, strand lower. you know didn't leave you stranded any further um no, no, no. Mir- brilliant Mary thanks a million for, for getting in touch Claire's texted in uh, regarding people talking about their situation with Ryanair over the weekend um speak for yourself says Claire I fly Ryanair all the time and I've had absolutely no complaints